This is Sound of Vision on KEXP. I'm Roddy Nickpour, sitting in for Emily Fox. On the show today, we're revisiting a conversation about a simpler Seattle. We're talking house parties and word-of-mouth promotions. KEXP DJ Charlize Metcalf takes us back in time with Adam Miller of the band Chromatics. Chromatics is a band that is best known for their sexy guitar, heartbreak, and sometimes lonely lyrics and hot electronic beats since their 2001 inception. But I feel like I know a different chromatics. I associate them with an intimate Seattle scene in the early 2000s. They were a part of a community here that feels like it was a short dream, cut short by more official venues pushing out the DIY events and venues. I remember a chromatics that was less electronic and more punk. And if it weren't for their 2003 album, Chrome Rats vs. Basement Ruts, I'm not sure I could have proved it otherwise. Adam Miller is the lead man of Chromatics, and I got to reminisce with him about that special time in the Seattle scene and the early music he made as Chromatics. When was the last time you listened to Chrome Rats? Man, I haven't listened to that I don't know, maybe like 20 years or something. I'm proud of all the, all the stuff that the band did, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it was really exciting to listen to that. I wouldn't want to be like, Rithering around on the floor, drunk, like screaming anymore, like at age 43. But I'm glad that I did when I was 22 or whatever, or 21. You, you did blow up. You were everywhere. That music is timeless, too. Well, thank you. I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean I'm, I'm glad that I can go back and listen to those records and like feel like, oh, like, this still sounds cool to me. I like it. <laughs> I love it all. I feel like a part of my history, Charlie's loving vocal music and just loving yeah. music, is that I have like a punk background. And so yeah. Chrome Rats is uh, one of my most important records that Damn, I'll that's... never get rid of. I remember one time when I talked to you, it was when Chromatics and Glass Candy played at um, the Wild Rose. Yes, yes. And I remember just coming up to you, me and my friend, and um, you were so nice to us. Oh, good. That's what I do. (laughs) You had me on, I was like, oh God, what did I, I didn't say anything. Honestly, and you hooked us up with so much merch. Like you just <laughs> gave us like so much merch. You gave us like, I have all these records. I even, I remember I would not give up this shirt. I wouldn't give up this like glass candy shirt that you had given to me. That's so and, cool. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 um, I, I, I remember how like kind that was and how that, I don't know. Owning yeah. those records and having all those records that I no, still that's, have now. 
No, it's really cool. You remember those things. When I was a kid growing up in Minneapolis, uh, when I was like, probably like early teens, well, I don't know, 15 or 16, I started booking a lot of shows. Remember that band, The Softies? Yeah. That was the first show that I ever did. I was like 15 or 16. And I it was just like at my, it, this wasn't at like event. It was like all house shows or DIY spaces and stuff. And uh, I mean, they were so kind to me and so nice. And they ended up staying. My parents were so cool. They let bands stay at my house, at, at their house, excuse me, uh, for the shows that I would book. And um I always remembered that and like, and I kind of just be over uh, Instagram and stuff became friends with uh, Jen from the softies. And I was like, do you remember like staying with me? And she was like, yeah, I do. And then she sent me some photos. And I mean, this was like 1995 or 1996. It was, it was so cool. And same too with like Jeremiah Green, the drummer of Modest Mouse, cause his, his old band Satisfact, I did a show for them. And they had satisfact stayed at my parents' house too. And Jeremiah slept on my top bunk. I was on the lower bunk. It's just so weird. And then you can still have, like, we still have relationships with these people. Like, that was 1998. So, what, 24 years ago? Wow. So, so crazy. How did you get from Minneapolis to Seattle? It was weird because growing up in Minneapolis, I just couldn't wait to get out of there. It just seemed like, I mean, I grew up in the city, but it seemed like such a small, at the time, it just seemed small to me for like what I wanted. And so I applied to get into Cornish College of the Arts. And uh, I went there for like four or five months and just totally, it just didn't jive with it (laughs) at all. So I just dropped out of school and then started working got a job at this place, this cafe called Coffee Messiah. My boss was such a cool guy. I think that like, I think he kind of had like a sugar daddy or something who worked at Microsoft and it was sort of like his like business hobby. But I mean, he was, he was a totally great guy and it's just so much fun. And it had, I was lucky because I came into something that by working there that already had its sort of community like they had these late night drag shows it was called cabaret it was on saturday nights and like one night a month one of the employees would have to work extra late and they were like it was kind of like speakeasy style like i mean people were drinking it was like after the bars got out so it was like and my i don't want to put my old boss on the spot but i mean he was definitely he liked to party too i mean i was like it was it was a very you know gay establishment. My my boss's name nickname for me was Straight Boy. He'd always call me that. That was like my pet or his pet name for me. The owner at the time he he let me book shows there. So I just sort of did a continuation, I guess, of what I had been doing in Minneapolis by doing sort of punk shows. Like I had. Chick 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 and Outhud play there. I had that the Faint play there. It was really fun and it was like pre everybody knowing about everything because of the internet. 
Capitol Hill was just such a great community back then, and it was just so exciting at the time. I feel so fortunate to have participated in that because that stuff really, really, really shaped my life in ways that I still, I'm still realizing today. Yeah, and I, I wanna I wanna get into that because I feel like now we're in the area of Capitol Hill where Coffee Messiah was just such a staple for people. Like that is a place that we remember. And then over by um, across the street from from Coffee Messiah or like Kitty Corner, there was a restaurant. What was the restaurant's name? Hamburger Mary's. Hamburger or- Mary's was there. Yeah. So down the street down Olive on the other side of the street, there was this bar called Fox's, which is where Marcus Wilson started Fobang. And Fobang, so I worked at Coffee Messiah while Fobang had started up. And so that that was just kind of further expanded out the community. And if like Coffee Messiah was like a no rules atmosphere, Fox's was like that times a hundred. So it was like, they did not care at all about like letting you in if you were underage. I, I remember I used to have this fake ID from my friend Bryce. We still joke about it to this day. It was this guy, this white guy, his name was Dillian Quinn Matthews. Sorry, Dillian Quinn Matthews, if you're listening to this, but we all used, somehow somebody had a copy of your ID and uh, we used it and we would we would get into foxes with it. And I would literally just, I would pass it back to a friend and then, like after they let me in right in front of the door person, the door person wouldn't care. They would pass it. Like we got boys, girls inside the club, people of different ethnicities with this one white guy's like driver's license or whatever. They did not care. It was crazy. Like I had some friends that were like 16 years old that got in there and they were like, their minds were blown. And it was just so yeah, it was so much fun because they would do these like drag shows that were like very kind of John Waters inspired. And then they would have a band play. It really was like a truly special experience. I've experienced things like that, like a few other times in terms of like nightlife throughout my life, but never anything like that. But the, this band that I was in prior to Chromatics, kind of pre-Chromatics, called The Vogue, we definitely played at, at Fox's at Fobang, and so did Glass Candy, so did Get Hustle, so did just local Seattle bands. It was always a cool band always played. So anyway, it, it was a really good, good time. I have so many great memories of Seattle. I have so many great memories of just like seeing house shows and seeing bands in all these different situations and hanging out with my friends. And so I, I, I appreciate that you have these stories. And like, one of my questions that I wanted to ask is like, you've been through a lot. You've been, you've, you know, worked with a lot of different people. Um, you're now doing your own solo stuff. Who is Adam Miller now? Like versus who Adam Miller was back then? Adam Miller back then, God, this is like a therapy session. I feel like I'm talking to my therapist. I'm like trying to answer this. It's so it's it's great though. That's that's a good feeling. I would say that the Adam Miller back then was like terribly insecure, 
wanted and didn't know how to, I don't know, sort of get out of that. And I really wanted community. I really wanted people. I really wanted to be heard. Not in like an unhealthy way or something, but I, uh, I just wanted to be a part of something that was bigger than me. But I was also really, really terrified too. I just like, I mean, I, that's a whole nother topic as to why I was like <laughs> very insecure and carried around all this shame and stuff. So when you carry those things around, you end up acting in ways that you know sometimes that you don't. You're not honoring yourself by acting that way, and that stuck with me for a while up until like really a few years ago when I started going to therapy and、um, pretty extensively. And now, I mean, the Adam Miller today is like still the same that same person, but just knows how to feels just more comfortable in their own skin and. I just want to help share that because I know what it's like to really. I'm not trying to sound dramatic or something, but just to like really hate yourself or be really insecure, and so it feels really good to feel comfortable in my own skin finally, and hopefully that helps give other people permission. To feel that same way about themselves, so that's like that. I care a lot about that, and、uh, yeah, the therapy's really helped. <laughs> I think everybody who's creative is, is insecure to some sort of extent. For me, I don't put like my value of myself worth into like whether or not people are into what I'm doing because like ultimately I'm into what I'm doing, and then that's all that should matter. Everything else that comes after that is just sort of like the icing on the cake. So I've been like really happy with the steps that I've been making going forward because I'm really proud of the music. I'm proud of the record that I made that came out this year. I'm proud of the things that I'm working on. And when you're in a band like we were before, and Kill for Love comes out, and it's just like it was like in the top 20 on the iTunes Billboard or something. I mean, that was almost like some weird fluke, you know? It was. It was so strange, but it just it coincided with all this stuff. And I mean, I'm really proud of that record as well. I mean, it's, it's it's an awesome record, and I'm really glad to be a part of that legacy. I just knew it was going to be different. That's all. And so, and and I was willing to face. I was willing to accept that that was different. And everything. I've definitely done a lot of things in like the past couple of years. At Felt like the right thing to do, but they were very, very scary to do. And every time that I did them, I was so happy I did them. And everything that I did was just met with like so much love and and more. So that was that's really awesome. So that's my, I guess the Adam Miller in 2022 just tries to run towards 
anything that scares him now because it's not scary at all. It's usually just in your head. Adam Miller's latest solo project is called Adam Miller and Inner Magic. The album is called Gateway, and this is the song Libra. For KEXP Sound and Vision, I'm Charlize Metcalf. That'll do it for Sound and Vision. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and of course, for powering the show. That's right, I'm talking money now. This week is KEXP's Spring Fun Drive, and so we're hoping that you'll become an amplifier, or if you already are one, go ahead and increase your existing pledge. Help support the storytelling that you hear on this podcast. You can make a donation at kexp.org sound. Thanks again for listening. See you on Thursday.